Hello. Welcome to Self-Titled. It's episode 6. August 25th. This is Saturday. It's a freaking gorgeous Saturday. It's a beautiful day. Weather has been fantastic. It's been nice. Almost, and, it's been almost fall. Almost fall-like because in the morning when I leave for work, I leave at like 7.15, 7.30. It feels like it's kind of chilly. I'm like, I can it's easily. It's kind of chilly. It's got that fall aroma. Yeah. and It I smells can, like fall. I could easily pull off like a quarter zip right now and yep. I'd be mm-hmm. content. And then I go home for lunch or I leave for lunch and it's back to 90. And so. it sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's a little but, tease. Like this morning, we had all the windows open. The doors were open. It was nice. I drove. Here, I drove here today yeah. with my windows up. Yeah, with and which is huge for you since so you I don't have, have no I don't AC. Have, I don't have air conditioning in my car. Yeah, so that's I, big, I didn't even big have deal. To the windows down. Yeah, that's a big deal. It was so quiet. I bet it was so. Quiet. I'm, I know. I'm surprised you're not wearing pants right now. Ah, uh, tomorrow. Okay. I, I brought him for tomorrow. He's, he is. Wear, he's wearing shorts, but which has been big because yeah. I've been just trying to will fall into existence. Yeah, I think we talked about that last episode which eventually it'll come true so also when i add i had very devastating right after the conclusion of our episode last week yeah, you died a little bit. almost died i really did you know we, we've been flirting with it yeah lucas he he cheated death after he got uh bit by a centipede <laughs> i cheated death because i fell deathly ill literally minutes after hitting the record button to stop this episode and was up all night sick as a dog i guess there was like a stomach bug going around and i got it out for the count thursday i was it was bad i don't know how i got through because it happened it i started kind of feeling weird like the last 15 minutes of the episode last week and then once we stopped and i was finishing putting it up i was like oh no <laughs> oh god this, i know this is how it is. i know this where this is going and sure enough i was up for another 13 hours because i didn't get any sleep but hey i'm good i made it so i got it all out i got kayla sick so sorry about that that happens but hey we got it all out we're all good now on to vacation next week Ooh, i know so we're not going to be able to postpone it to the weekend next week (sighs) Mm, well i'll be no we can do one next week no no i'm saying i'm saying we don't need to postpone it to the weekend oh no so after we'll give a quick update on my life after my phenomenal oh also i want to episode. before we do this I w- <laughs> yeah i want to introduce our new social media guy um he's shockingly similar to lucas yeah. in work ethic and showing up on time and whatnot uh he the new social media guy who you know so welcome to the can't show can't tell if that was a shot or not welcome to the <laughs> that show felt like a shot. um <laughs> he texts me on wednesday knowing full and well you know this is your first podcast don't screw it up kid don't be late hey i had had car trouble he texted me uh, Wednesday afternoon. So we're just we're gonna I'm, we're gonna we're gonna go into this story real quick. So for my entire life, the 23 years at this point that I've been on this earth, there's been one constant when I was in a car. It had four wheels, and it was gonna stay on four wheels. Since losing my my Honda in December and getting this Jeep, that constant has been shattered. I can no longer get into a car and feel safe because I've now had both front wheels of my Jeep break off while driving. literally break off like break. off the car just not connect not attached anymore and thankfully like neither time i was going at a high rate of speed like one time i was in a parking lot and this week on wednesday which is this is the reason we're doing it today is i was on my lunch break at work and i was pulling back onto the road so i can go to work and just all of a sudden i just hear this dunk and like the front right of my car just drops down and i hear this horrible grinding noise and my tire, front right tire, just broke off my car. So it's been like seven hours fixing that. 
So not a good start, kid. Not yeah, you know, not a good start. You got a lot of ground to make up. Blame Chrysler. And he also, the new social media guy, wrote the outline minutes before we started. Hey, the old social media guy. That's how we've always done it. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's why we're here on Saturday. That's why we're we're starting off our weekend with. Which is fine. Like I said, it's gorgeous it's nice. day. I'm in a good ass mood. It's going to be good. It Gotta, feels like we have a nice corner office here with the windows set up. Yeah, I like a good it. View. I like it. So, we'll go ahead and just jump right into it. I know because you texted me about this pretty fired up on I believe Tuesday. Now, Whenever the VMAs were, it was, it was the VMAs were last Sunday. I love award shows. They're like my favorite. I love the Oscars. I love the Grammys. I love all of them. The one thing I've never watched, I've never watched the VMAs. I don't know why. I'm just not a big MTV person. I've just never gotten into it. But apparently what had happened, and I'll paint the picture and let you go on your rant. Post Malone came out and did Rockstar with Aerosmith. And like 21 Savage came out and they did the song. And it was, I thought it was actually a super cool performance. Like I'm not a huge Post Malone fan, but it was cool. I liked the way they did it. It sounded really good. And then Aerosmith did a song and Post Malone played guitar and did some vocals with them when they did an Aerosmith song. I didn't know the Aerosmith song. And apparently, people got mad online. Wait, you you say you didn't know the Aerosmith song? No, I don't know that. Didn't song. they play Dream On? No, it was not Dream On. It was not Dream On. It was not Dream okay, because I didn't. I saw a clip of it and I thought it was Dream On. Then if it was having wasn't a rough that, week, it wasn't it was. that rough of a week. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't Dream On. I wasn't really sure which one it was. Um, I'm now really hoping it wasn't Dream On after my snafu last week. I'm just on a bad roll here. Um, but. People got mad, said that he needed to stick to hip hop or like he used hip hop to gain fame. And now he just wants to like distance himself from it because he's white and stuff like that. And I will let you go. Give us your opinion on that whole debacle. Well, I've always been so confused why everybody and I'm not saying this is like only um, relevant to one genre of music because it's not. It's everywhere. But why is it that? nobody why is nobody allowed to like different stuff i don't know and why don't, is no why is nobody allowed to play different things and nobody's allowed to change in music either because people get mad i don't know That's i don't just, understand it because like post malone i don't i don't care i couldn't i couldn't care less about post malone than i already do yeah. i really don't care i mean he seems like a cool dude i mean He's doing well, obviously. Yeah, I don't care about his music. It's whatever. He's a he's I like a, I like. The I've singles. seen I've seen his co- when he does like covers of like Nirvana and stuff like he's that. And his good, live shows and it's cool. Like, yeah, it like, sounds cool. He, he seems listen- like a guy who genuinely loves music, right? Which, like as a whole, like he loves music, which is awesome. I mean, that's, that's what great. that's that's what I want to see in somebody who is who is a popular musician. Yeah, because like it's showing like yes, he makes it's still still even his last album. It's predominantly hip hop, but mm-hmm. like he doesn't. He likes everything, right? So he should be able to do everything. Like I've That's seen, opinion, I've right? seen videos of him like in his bus, and he literally was like singing along to like a hardcore band. Like, <laughs> so that so that's cool. But and I love collaborations for the most part. I, I, uh, for I the like most part. I really like him in those settings. I do too. Because th- uh, one of the best ones, you can judge me for this, but the Imagine Dragons and Kendrick one that, that they cool. did. Was one of the best ones I've seen on a, in a award show. That's it was good. incredible. Was, yeah, it was a very cool one. Um, and to me, Imagine Dragons. Obviously, I'm not. I think Imagine Dragons is lame. So, I, I would should automatically assume that the Post Malone and Aerosmith one would be incredible, yeah. which I'm sure it was. But it wasn't quite on that level. So but it I wasn't saw. Bad by any means. Well, yeah, I'm sure it was cool. But so I saw on Twitter. I don't watch the VMAs. I don't watch award shows anymore. Well, I never really did, honestly. 
I think the last one I like truly wanted to watch was uh, whatever whatever show it was where Metallica did a collaboration with Lady Gaga, where James's mic went out. Was it the Grammys? I, I can't remember. remember. It was one remember. of those. It was a couple years ago. So that's the last. I think that was one of the few ones that I've like actively wanted to watch was because of that for obvious reasons. Yeah. And, but, um, so I'm on Twitter and obviously VMAs, they just take over social media or any award show. And one of the trending topics was the fact that Aerosmith came out and they, you know, they did a little jam session with Post Malone and, and a bunch of different people. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm curious, wonder how this went because Aerosmith, they're old. Yeah. Steven Tyler, he sounds awful now. So I'm like, this was probably, probably could have gone really bad. Yeah. It had a lot of potential to not be good at all. So I opened, I opened the moment and was going through the tweets and I started seeing a very, uh, started to see a motif with all these tweets and that being people were upset that he was doing that and saying stuff like him playing with Aerosmith just proves that, you know, he uses hip hop as a costume or, you know, he just uses hip hop to make money and all that stuff and doesn't appreciate. And I'm like, he just, he played a song. He just jammed with a band that just happened to not be. First off, he came out, he did his own song. Right. With 21 Savage, titled Rockstar, <laughs> and then did a song with a rock band. Right. Because he is, in fact, feeling like a rock star. I don't, I didn't understand, like, the name of the song alone should have given him a pass to do that. Right. But, like, I don't know, like, Nobody comes at other people like saying like, oh, like, I mean, nobody went at Kendrick. And I was like, oh, he just uses hip hop as a costume because he did a song with Imagine with Dragons. Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Like, it's an award. No it's, an, it's an award show. It happens every year where there's a mashup of two separate genres. And it's normally rock or rock pop. I don't, I don't know, what? honestly, what I would call Imagine Dragons. But it's something. Appar- they're considered rock. Okay. Which, well, is, I mean, I mean, you can debate that. That doesn't matter. Yeah. But. Um, and then it's hip hop because hip hop is the most popular music in mm-hmm. America, at right. least. And it just is. That's what it is. And so it's always going to get paired with something else. Right. And I just, so I don't understand. And like, it's clearly like social media is evident. It's the easiest thing to get popular in. Mm-hmm. Like, the like little, little well, perp. It, and little, it really like, is because there's, it's like there is a formula to it. Yeah. It's and pop if you, music. And if you follow the formula, formula, you're pretty much guaranteed to have one hit. Yeah, it, you, you need. I mean, you need a really good trap beat, some kind of hook, and then that's, it. that's all you. In some slightly right now, and this isn't historically the case, but especially right. right now in the past year or so, it's you need to look weird, have a weird name, say some outlandish shit. I was and about then to say that a trap beat. Wait, and oh, I do want to clarify. Hook. That's what it is now. Yeah, that's no. what that's what like last year or two is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Over in the his, in the history of music, that's not the case. That's not, but not case. just the way it's been now, that's what yeah. has been the working formula. Is yeah. just what you and, just and described. My thing is, labels are going to recognize that. Yeah. So they're going to get as many because labels are going to make a ton of money off one hit wonders. Right. Because they get the rights and the royalties of that song, so of course they're going to find anybody that looks. Like they're gonna keep doing because, that to pump out because the they same know it's exact. gonna work. And yeah. I have another example of this because they they know it's gonna work and they have to put minimal risk and investment in it because they know they're gonna get a return. Yeah. And I'll give you a, a prime example: the Lele Pons, that Vine girl. Oh, you know, yeah. she signed a record deal. Yeah. With 
who does she sign with? It was like Atlantic. It was something like that. It's yeah. it's a big big record company. So, can she sing? Does she have talent? I don't freaking know. But the thing is, the she reason doesn't have to. she doesn't have to, no, because they know what I, I can't remember what the record company is, but that record company knows that it's that it's a guaranteed money maker. Because all she has to do is put out one song and it has to go viral on That's Twitter, it. and her name attached to it will make That's money. That's it. Yep. And they will make far more than whatever they would couple and, thousand they gave, and them. they have to do a hundred times less than they would have to do to actually go and find a true talented musician to give that record deal to. And that true talented musician doesn't have a big name, so it could easily flop. Exactly. Everything everything is about views. And, and it clicks. sucks and it's well, it's not I can't imagine it going any other way. Like I can't imagine the music industry working in a different way. I just can't. It just seems like it's the natural. It that, makes the most that sense is, for where we are. It does. Well, I think it just makes the most sense in general because, I mean, how the hell else is it going to work? It just seems natural that way. Yeah. So it's un- as unfortunate as it is because when I saw that, you know, they signed her to a record deal, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, yeah, but that it doesn't surprise I just, me. It, it, no, it doesn't. So, um, but anyways, back to, back to what started this. I just don't, like, who cares? I don't understand how you how exhausting it must be to get mad at literally anything that happens well yeah but i mean like with this how exhausting must it be to make sure nobody else listen or listens or plays any other genre of music they have to stick to one that's just boring and then if you go to another one you turned your back on the original one or you just used it to make money that doesn't make any sense to me i don't know i don't know i mean nobody got mad at lil wayne for like coming out with a rock and roll album I mean, I got mad because like I didn't like it, but like I wasn't like, oh, you turned your back on hip hop. Like, no, you just what? wanted to make a rock album, right? Like, and so like I mean, I don't know. I mean, Kid Cudi did it. Nobody's like Kid Cudi hasn't done an actual hip hop album. I mean, he just did the, the Kid See Ghost with yeah. Kanye. But like before that, like he after, um, wow, I can't remember the name. It was the one after Man on the Moon too. He hasn't he hasn't done an actual hip hop album in forever. Um. So I just don't understand why it gets thrown around so much. But people really don't like Post Malone potentially even saying he doesn't like hip hop. Like it's weird. He gets he gets ragged on for that more than anybody else. So you're talking about Indicud? Yeah, Indicud. That's the album. That was oh, well, that was, was his, that was his in last. my head. That's what I figured you were talking about. But I didn't want to throw that out and then be yeah, wrong. So that was his, that was sure his last hip hop type album. And then since then he's not really done one until this Kids He Goes. But that was like a five-year hiatus so i don't understand why people get this so it's not even his record yeah it means a split record right so so yeah but so I, that that bothered me when i saw that and just how many people were saying that it's not like it was just one or two people and it just happened to show up on the moment out on twitter it was like it was a very common yeah uh sentiment that a lot of people had mm-hmm. and I was just like, I think because wow. kids earlier this year, he said he did something in some interview. Or he, he said, said something about like, he's like, I, I don't want to be just a hip hop artist. It was something like it was that. something along those lines. And and, and people were like, up. oh, my God, he just used it. It's like another like person just using it to get fame. And he came out. He's like, no, that's not it at all. Right. Like, I just I don't want to do just one thing. And like, who would like if you right. could do other things, wouldn't you want to do other things? To me, it, it makes the most sense. But. The world gets mad. The internet gets mad at, at things. Um, so, well, yeah, that was, that was, that just, that got on my nerves. But I just, 
I get, I love music so much and I listen to every, literally everything. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can find, I can find pretty much any, any song from any genre and be like, okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Like there, I don't think there's a single genre that I'm just straight up like, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I were to get probably maybe like that goth industrial or whatever, I don't know where I'd just be like, yeah, this is weird. I don't even know what that is. Is that the meme on Twitter of those kids with like the gas mask doing the weird dance? That's what that is. Okay. I don't think I've actually heard that too. That like the actual music to it. Yeah. That's what I've just heard it to crank that. (laughs) But, um, so I don't know. It's just, I don't know because it's funny in my head when I think there's like 80 different types of bands that I would want to be in. Yeah. Well, you, you know you, what I mean? I, like, feel, I just feel like it would be, especially coming from me as someone who has no musical talent, never will be in that situation. I would want to do all of it. Right. Like, I think that would be fun. I, I cause I can, I can sit here say I, it would be cool to be in a hardcore band. It'd be cool to be in like a shoegazy band, or it'd even be cool to be in like a radio rock band. I would even play in the band for a, uh, play in the live band for a rapper like the backing band yeah for the live shows i would even do that like that sounds sick yeah so no, that would be cool like who who cares like i, I just have, i don't understand why everybody has to it's all or nothing for one thing for, it can't be you know for me it should just be like like it if you like it and if you don't then you don't like it it's and then if you don't like it just don't you're not supposed to like there's not a single there's not it, a single don't. human being that hears every single song and likes every single song it just doesn't doesn't work like that no it's all it's music it's different for everyone and it so yeah i don't know people just i think it's just it goes back to people just wanting to get angry people wanting to get upset and mad online so i mean and i definitely do think that because i i think i'm not when i say post is polarizing i don't mean that in like he he makes himself polarizing because he doesn't but it just seems like there are Two, ki- two kinds of people when it comes to liking uh, or how much you like Post Malone. It's either you don't at all and you think like you think he's a poser or you think he's lame or you think he's like, like saving music. Yeah. yeah. Like it's either one or the other. Yeah, it's weird. Or, you know, or you can someone like me where I'm just like, I just don't I don't care. I don't really listen to him. Yeah, it's that whatever. He's man. And like and like I don't even mean that as an insult. Like, I don't either. Not, I'm not just, a huge fan. I there's I I like I like a decent amount of like his singles. Right. But like I've never listened to his albums ever. Oh no, me neither. I've never got into it. So like, and he's going to be at Midtown, and I'm not going to go see it. No, I'm going to go see Fall Out Boy from like and guess and two hundred yards away. And guess what? That's fine. Yeah, like I would. I would. He, I don't even have to go on Twitter and go on this big rant of why I'm not going to go see Post Malone at Midtown. I'm not going to Midtown, but if I were, I don't have to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and uh, you know, in front of my congregation and be like. This is why I'm not seeing Post Malone. Because you know why? I just don't want to see Post Malone. Yeah, that's why. And you, you know why else? Because no one gives a shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like your your music opinion on Twitter isn't isn't important. So, you don't like it? Just don't fucking listen to it. No one cares about your reasoning. Yeah. Just don't listen to it. And if you like a band, support them. Or like an artist, support them. And really, no one cares if you support them either. It's just a weird social justice thing. Yeah, it really is. So that's all. That's all I wanted to say about that. All right. Well. In rants, that would be our pop culture s- segment topic, and we're just going to go ahead and dive in to uh, to some Atlanta sports here, and we got to talk about maybe the greatest of all time, Josef Martinez. Maybe. maybe. Well, we got to see once he goes to Europe, when he plays in the European leagues, <laughs> we'll see how he compares to Messi, but the greatest MLS player of all time, I don't care, there's no debate. Josef Martinez scored his 28th goal of the season last night against Orlando. 
that's the MLS single season record, and we still have what six games left, something like that. Orlando and the Atlanta United team, we they have a big rivalry. They talk about like the, each game like determines the king of the South. They're trying to make it this like deep hatred team hate rivalry, and it just it hasn't worked out because Orlando has never beaten Atlanta. It's never happened, and uh, so we set the record last night. They beat Orlando, and. Yosef came out with probably one of just the hardest quotes I've seen. Just body bagged him. For and it, I, I want to say it was unnecessary, but it, it wasn't. But he literally he came out. They asked him about um, they asked him about how it felt, um, why Atlanta United continues to remain unbeaten against Orlando City, and he said, "I don't know to be honest. Every time we play them, they play like it's the game of their lives, and we continue to." Father them. <laughs> what? We, we he said father them. He didn't say beat them. We fathered them. Literally, they're fathers. It's hysterical That's because great. it's 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 an irrelevant rivalry because it's not one really. Yeah, they just they market they market it, market it that way, right? And when you I don't know if you've watched many of the games. I was at the one in Atlanta this year. Orlando gets very pissed off at Atlanta players. Really? They get like yeah, they get very upset. The coach gets mad. They're like very physical games, and they don't they don't win. Ever. Didn't you say the game that you went to? There was like uh, there was several like kind of kind of scuffles, like getting up in somebody's face after getting yeah. tackled and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, like and so like it was just it's weird. Like I, it's just to me like it's funny because they keep marketing as something, and it's, it's like oh, it's, it's the most heated it's rivalry. Like, it's, in the... it's like angry little brother against older brother that just has to hold his arm out, right? And it's like you can't touch me. Yeah, and like he's that's sitting just, there like swinging his yeah, arms. Yeah, that's and, that's yeah. all it seems like to me. Um, but shouts out to Yosef for for setting the record. Setting the record, and so he's leading the league in goals right now with twenty eight goals. Second, Bradley Wright Phillips of the Red Bulls, sixteen. Yes, yeah, that's even, second place. Yeah, it's not even close. Twelve. He he is he is leading the league in scoring by twelve goals. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So he's and pretty much second unstopped. place is tied with the. Dude from the galaxy. I'm not even going to try to say his name, but the one that everyone knows. The one that just signed to L.A. Zaldin? Yes. Ibrahimovic? Yeah, I'm not even going to try. So, yeah, that guy. But, yeah, leading by 12 goals, that is... That's impressive. I will say, though, Ibrahimovic... Then shots. uh, Almiron, second place, with 113. First place, guy from Toronto, was 118. I mean, we we got guys in pretty much every category. I mean, we had six people in the... And then all star all star game. game. So no five, 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 five. That yeah, was five. Not my fault. But um, yeah, that's crazy. That's so cool though. I, I I think that's awesome. I think it's cool that Atlanta is getting yeah. it's positive sports. Yeah, like it's positive, not positive sports news because we have decent teams, but it's a, the fan base is finally getting some recognition. Yeah, because we constantly get dogged as a, a city that we don't show up, we don't support our teams. Which is just kind of true. Like, I Hawk, mean, Hawks games don't sell out, but Hawks, I mean, they, they they did on big games when they were doing pretty good there at the end with Bud. Um, Turner Field didn't because Turner Field was a pain to get to, and it was huge. Like, we had pretty high it attendance would, It'd numbers, be hard for almost any team to fill that stadium. But we never sold it out because it had, what, 52,000 yeah, seats? Yeah, it was huge. It was massive. Uh, it was an Olympic stadium, for crying out loud. Um, I think any MLB team would struggle to fill that thing up, other the, than the obvious ones. But and then the Falcons last year struggled um, to fill out Mercedes Benz, but 
it was a tough year to be a Falcons fan. Well, it's coming off just and the, the disappointment. And that's what's funny, and because they, I think they lost at home a lot. Like, I think you know the MLS. Let's see how many teams do they have? Twenty. Twenty. I think. Okay. While I could be wrong. While the MLB, 20. NFL have they'll have like thirty over over thirty. So my it's interesting to me, and it kind of makes sense for like the MLB and the NFL teams because we are, we're such a transplant city yeah. that we have more fans of other teams, especially in the NFL and MLB than our own. Oh yeah. And like going I mean, like, have you, I think you've been to like a, a Cubs Braves game. No, I haven't. I've been to a Red Sox and Braves game. That's, but that's obvious. That's, I mean, I haven't done it at SunTrust, but like at Turner field, like the last time that the Cubs came the last season, they were there. Yeah. It was all Cubs fans. Oh yeah. I went to a Yankees game. It was all, All Yankees. Yankees fans. And hell, when I went to the, and I'll tell you another, another state in general where they show up every game, Ohio fans, no matter whatever the team is. Yeah. Cincinnati Reds. I don't get Ohio. Tons of Reds fans when I go to those games. I went to uh, Falcons the last season of the Georgia Dome. I went to the Falcons and Browns game. So many Browns fans. When I went to the Falcons Bills game, I mean, I, we I know Buffalo fans, but I yeah. mean, there was like a whole, I was sitting, in the Falcons stadium, in the Bills section, mm-hmm. like it was borderline terrifying because, yeah. like, you see like the Bills mafia thing, and like you see it on Twitter, and you're like, "Oh, they're crazy in Buffalo." No, they're crazy everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, like I remember, like we were walking past a tailgate, and I saw two chairs. There are two of those tables, like the fold-out tables, mm-hmm. being carried into the tailgate. And I was like, "Well, it's gonna be a bad time for someone." Yeah. And they were and crazy, they were loud, and they were not nice people from Buffalo, believe it or not. <laughs> they were just not kind humans, and we lost. I'm sure they're up there with Philly. But um, uh, but with the MLS, you know, a lot of these people, maybe they probably were not soccer fans in their home city, I would imagine. Probably not. Because, I mean, there's, only, uh, there's really only like two or three teams in the MLS that We pull. also have a huge... I don't know how to say this without seeming like, like, but not like native U.S. The, population. The demographic for soccer is definitely here in Atlanta. It makes we'll the most say sense. That. I mean, it's it's true. The, in like the article that uh, I can't forget, I don't remember who posted it, but someone wrote up an article and it was like how like Atlanta United's thriving so well, and it's like you had this guy from he he's lived in Atlanta for like fifteen years, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's from Europe. Yep. And so the second we got a soccer team, he was like, Oh hell yeah. Like yeah. I get to, I, I now finally get to support Atlanta in a way that I want to. Yeah. And, and so that it's brought so many of those people into the well, fold. And so, like youth soccer is huge, man. It's massive. It's, it's huge. I mean, I it's like when largest. I lived in Kennesaw there, whenever I would go to the gym, I would pass one of these huge soccer parks that had like five fields and there. And every night when I passed it, every single field is packed no my sister plays in for Gwinnett mm-hmm. like they have like six different like parks that have yeah. like the soccer utilities like dedicated and, to just yeah soccer and there's six different like, parks in that in our area yeah. and every weekend they're thumping like yeah. you can't park it it's an all-day thing like soccer is huge and especially in around Atlanta mm-hmm. and so they tapped into something and I remember when it first happened I was like oh this isn't gonna work and like when they said when they first announced it, Atlanta I knew it was gonna coming. be. It was probably gonna be one of those things where like the first couple of games are gonna be packed. Everyone's gonna be stoked, and then see. I didn't even. Lie. I didn't even think that. I, I like and when it happened, I was like, "Oh, this is just, this is dumb." I didn't realize how big MLS was in certain cities. It's yeah. fairly big in other ones, but nobody. Also, like no other team has the stadium that Atlanta United has. Right. 
That's true. Like, they don't. They don't. Like, when they were playing in Bobby Dodd, that was about average for the MLS teams. Um, but when I saw they had, like, an event for, like, ticket, like, the founders and stuff. Yeah. Like, the first people, they had an event, like, a year before the game. And it was for the people who bought season tickets for the first season. And it, like, it shut down Atlanta, like, mm-hmm. that event. And I was like, oh. Like, the Braves couldn't do that. The Falcons couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. The Hawks couldn't do that. And when Atlanta United did it, I was like, oh, that's impressive. And then watching the first game on TV, hearing how deafening it was, I was like, okay, this is this is cool. It's the first one, kind of like you. And then I went about 12 games into it when they were still at Bobby Dodd, and I was yeah. blown away. So it's it's cool to see Atlanta get that kind of a fan credibility. Yeah, that's great. And I hope it stays. I hope it stays that way. And I hope that starts rubbing off to the Braves and Falcons, which – it also helps that the Braves are doing well because well the Braves have been every weekend series have been packed absolutely packed and even some of the weekday games I've yeah. I've noticed are very where it used to be like how Miami is every game yeah it used Decrepit to be kind of it used franchise. to be like that during the week yeah and but now I'm starting to notice like even during the weekday games it's, that lower bowl is filled out yeah so for I the mean, most part which is great yeah um so we'll just jump into it the Braves um. Acuna is still is still just a monster. He's an absolute freak. Future uh, Hall of Famer, greatest greatest player of all time. Probably the greatest the greatest of all time. Um, the Marlins. Cause last Joke. episode, last episode we did. Of a, uh, they we were in the middle of a of a four game series with them. They pegged Acuna because Acuna was beating them. Uh, so Again, we beat them that game. And the next game we swept them, and then we got swept by the Rockies. Then we swept the Pirates, and we're one and one with the Marlins right now on this weekend series, and in the first game uh, at the Marlins Park on Thursday. Yes, second at bat. They pegged Acuna again mm-hmm. uh, after he hit a home run in the center field. Yeah, another. It was broke. A... It broke the wall where it hit an outfield. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, it broke no, the wall. I, yeah, I saw it. It was an absolute. It was. It was an absolute bomb. Yep, and then they then they hit Acuna. Um, which it was not on purpose. I will say that I will be the first to admit that it was not on purpose, but it doesn't matter. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Just walk him. If you don't want him to get a hit, just walk him. I almost, I almost bought my ticket to Miami and I, I, I asked the Braves on Twitter for a one day contract. (laughs) They didn't give it to me. I would have done it. I would have taken one. I would be like, give me one day contract. I'll go out there. I'll take care of business and I'll get suspended for my one game. That's fine. <laughs> I'll be okay with it. You don't have to pay me. I'll yeah, pay you don't have my, to pay me. I'll, I'll pay for my plane ticket. I will down do it. There. I will do this for the city. Of, actually, I will do this for the entire Southeast since the Braves reached pretty much the entire Southeast. Yeah, Ameri- I'll do this for the region. I just want to say we're America's team right now. That's yeah. exciting. So, um, but, but man, that, I couldn't believe that. It's the Marlins. Like, they're just such an irrelevant team in baseball right now. They're literally. 52 and 78. They're 20 games back. You know what the attendance was the other night on Thursday? I don't know what it was last night because I didn't watch the game. 550. It was right. At, I think it was like right at 6,000. <laughs> that's really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's horrible. That wouldn't even fill the Gwinnett Arena. No. Like not by. No, it's not. That's <laughs> not a lot. Of, I mean, that's like a lot of people for like a, a room. Yeah. But like that's my high school. And yeah. A couple other people. Like it's. No, no one cares about Miami. I I am upset. We even have to play him in this embarrassment. Point. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of embarrassed that we lost last night. To be honest with you, because Fulty pitched a great game. And no, it's one zero game. Yeah, kind of, I mean, like, what do you do? That's that's, kind of that's the annoying part of baseball. Yeah. But um, the Braves are five and five in their last ten. 
That's why win loss records, I think, are should not count so heavily against pitchers. It, it won't. I mean, because Degrom's probably going to win a Cy Young this year, and he's lost like twelve games. Yeah. Well, okay. historically, the their their record for some reason is so heavily weighted, and it shouldn't be, and it shouldn't be at yeah. all for reasons like last night. Yeah. You know, where you strike out eight like eight batters or something like you that, give up and, one run, and, and give it one run, and that's it, just yeah. because your offense didn't do anything. Yeah. Which it's, it's a weird. Stat. You know, it happens, but. It's yeah. a very weird stat. But the Braves are in first place in the East. We're three games ahead of the Phillies. Uh, we're 72 and 56. Phillies are 69. It is shaping up to be interesting because we face two of the last three series in the, of the season against the Phillies. So it's going to be stressful. September is going to be stressful. It is. So we go, we play in, I can't remember which one it is. I can't remember if we're home first or away first. I think we're home first. I'll look it up. Keep the the first Philly series is at home. Then we play. We go play another team that I can't remember, and then back to Philly again to close out the season. So depending on how these next the series against Boston, against the Nationals, depending on how those go, those are going to be pretty big. I mean, that's a it's going to be a tough it's a tough closing stretch. I was man. about to say we are. It's tough. We got Rays. Rays. We got one game against the Cubs. It was a makeup, makeup game. game. Um, then we play the Pirates again. Um, and then it's Boston, Nationals, Cardinals, Phillies. Yeah, the our last four games are against the Phillies. And the Cardinals, that's a tough one too. Yeah. Um, so Man, that's a tough closing stretch. Yeah, that's not great. But Philly, it's at, it's at, it's in Atlanta. So we only – but we have two series against them, right? No? Mm-hmm. And so it's just one? Oh, I thought we could play them twice. No, we just got one more. Oh, well, still, that's – that is going to – it very well could come down to that series. Yeah. And uh, they've been saying that all year. Like, really since, like, a couple weeks in, they were like, this, the NL East could come down to the last series against the Braves and the Phillies. It's not It's not the closest. But, I mean, the National League is – because of the East, we have Atlanta. We have us and Philly. Um, that's separated by three games. You have the NL Central, which is the Cubs and St. – no, Cubs, St. Louis, and Milwaukee. The Cubs are 74, have 74 wins. St. Louis and Milwaukee both have 72. Oh, wow. Um, but St. Louis is three games back. Milwaukee is three and a half games back. Um, and then in the NL West, you have Arizona in first place. And then you have Colorado as a game back. And then you have the Dodgers, which are three and a half games back. Um, and then the American League is just a joke. Yeah, the American League is not it's, even. It's going to be the Red Sox. Yeah. If the Red Sox don't win the World Series this year, it's going to be the biggest, like, I, I don't want to say let down because like I don't I'm starting to hate everything that is involved with Boston. <laughs> but like they're at ninety games. Yep. The Yankees are the only team at eighty and they just got to eighty. Right. I mean, they got to eighty wins before another team got to seventy. Like it they're in the Red Sox are insane. And so if they don't win the World Series, I'm absolutely baffled. Um but yeah, and then the only close race in the American League, you got Houston, and then second is Oakland, and they're one and a half. That I don't know if you've been paying attention to that. It's been fun because the A's and the Astros have just been going back and forth. Billy Bean's working some kind of magic. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, Oakland's gonna. Oakland is ahead. I think they're a game back in the wild card. So I mean, it's that. That's the only fun thing going on in the American League. Other than that, it's it's the Red Sox. It's not even close. So postseason is all the fun, or the close fun is going to be in 
the National League. National League. Going in at the end yeah. of September. Not even the end of September. Just into mid-September. It's going to be the National League. It's yeah. Be fun. Then. I just know. I mean, once September comes around, when these all these big, you know, series start, I'm, I'm going to be watching a lot of baseball in the next month or so. I'm going to be. That Philly, that Phil- I've been well. I've been watching damn near every Braves game for the past month. Yeah, I've been. You've been putting me to shame because I, I don't watch a whole. I I watch. I mean, a, this is definitely the most Braves I've watched in a couple years. Oh, for sure. Because usually it's uh, I'll turn it on when it's on. Like it, I I never like act, I, I don't want to say never. Uh, I didn't actively go and like I got to watch the game tonight. Yeah. As much as I have this year, no. usually it's just like I turn it on because it's on. It's on. Yeah. But now I'm like every night. I eat dinner with my dad. I'm like, all right, let's turn on the game. And me and him will watch the game like every damn night. And no, that, that Philly series, I, you and I will be, we will be watching. Oh, every game. Yeah. I would like to try to go to one of those, but I can't even imagine how expensive those tickets would be. Yeah, I know. I want to go. I'm trying to, trying to go to one of the nationals, one of the nationals games. I wish I could go to the Red Sox series, but I'll be on, I'll be out of town. I'll be at the beach. That would have been cool. It's also See, Monday, Tuesday. It would have been cool. Yeah, it's a weird. It would have been cool to you know went and saw them went and saw the Braves play in Boston earlier in the season and then watch them play Boston cool back at home. Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. So, but that's that's where it's at. It's fun and that and if they make the postseason, I don't think I'm going to handle it well. Like I don't. A us winning the division again is going to feel so so phenomenal after just the past five years we've yeah. had. Especially after everything that was happening during the off season, us thinking that you know we were barely going to have a five hundred season, if that. If, yeah, to, I was. I was hoping you know, potentially was winning hoping, the division. Yeah, um, I mean, the year after your general manager gets banned from a sport from baseball. Yeah, which I know we've talked about it before. I just it still boggles my mind how it's something. Yeah, we banned. still we still like we reference that all the time. Banned from a sport. <laughs> from a whole we always sport. bring it up. Like you can <laughs> never you can never touch a baseball again. You you are you are you are banned. Don't even look at it. Don't say baseball. You are banned from a sport. It's it's to me. It's the greatest punishment I think you could you could receive because oh yeah you get I don't I don't know. It's just a banning thing. It just I don't know. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, and spe- then now, you know, we got baseball is heating up. This is when this is the time of year. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. You know, when fall's starting, this is when baseball is starting to really heat up. We're starting to get closer to the postseason. And, and about then, in about two three weeks. We're going to be in just the prime, just football's fully back. Yep. Baseball's in a postseason race. Hockey and, Ho- yep. Hockey will and be basketball started. are starting up. They start both start in October, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, September, October, those two months are just two of the most fun Never, months. There's never not anything on. There's always something on. Yeah. And there's always a storyline. There's yep. always – I'm very excited for it. Um, speaking of storylines, one of the most – one of the saddest but yet most followed storylines in all of sports has been the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they won one game in the past two seasons. It's, uh, but they're on hard knocks this year. Everybody's predicting them to win. I think the over-under for their win total this season is six games. I think it's six from what I saw. Um, Could have changed. I don't know. Their offense looks better. Don't know really anything about their defense. But they were in the spotlight this week for something pretty much non-football related even though it's one of the most football things in the world. The offensive line coach, I believe it was. Yep, O-line coach. On Hard Knocks. It's like a car- it. He's like a cartoon. He's a football guy. He's like a cartoon. Yeah. Like if, if there was an Adult Swim cartoon, 
and they need it. Okay, we need we need a uh, football coach. We need character. the most stereotypical. This is football the guy coach. that the, that the cartoon he, guy would draw. He's, like, <laughs> he's the offensive line coach for the Browns. First of all, he's just he's he's got the gut of just. It's one of the most miraculous guts I've ever seen. He's got to weigh over four hundred something it, pounds. It's all in the stomach. Yeah, all stomach. Um, yeah, he has a handlebar mustache, white hair. Um, he's just wearing like the traditional starter stat back Browns hat. He's wearing a, <laughs> he's probably worn it since like the eighties. Yeah. He's wearing a quadruple X literally Brown polo that also that, looks like he's worn it every day yeah, for the it's past 10 years. Gross looking. It's just a grease stain. I don't even know if it's a color. Um, it's unbuttoned all the way. All it's showing his yeah. white chest hair and there's a sound clip of him kind of yelling. I wish we could plug it in to this. Yeah, but, we need to learn how to put audio. We just never we've never actively learned how to do this, but here pretty soon the next couple episodes we're actually going to start playing yeah. audio of these things. Yeah, so we don't have to just So go we don't have to try to act it out ourselves. <laughs> um guy has a phenomenal accent. I can't recreate it. But he pretty much just says, "Do you think the two people or the the two generations of people who fought in both world wars cared about stretching?" He was like they did j- jumping jacks, sit-ups, push-ups and they climbed the rope and they ran and they won two world wars and then he goes they won world war one and world war two i love how he distinguishes both and then he goes do you think right before they ran out on normandy somebody goes give me my band so i can stretch across the beach <laughs> and it's just the greatest you think they gave a fuck about stretching <laughs> it's just... and that's literally what he sounds like yeah. he's from rhode island bob wiley is his name bob wiley he drives a maserati which is just mind-blowing it's hilarious i want to see him get out of it I want to see that man get out of a Maserati because that in itself is content. I think that's baller, though. Oh, it's cool as hell. He must be an absolute baller. Like, he's got to be. I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be, which is fantastic. I think that's great. He he was awesome. Um, that's just. But the best part, that's such an best part, is guy. when he's running drills. He's not running drills, but when he's over, he's uh, overseeing uh, overseeing drills. drills for his offensive line. Whenever he does the snap count. And his uh, entire stomach jumps when his, he says his, hut. His, tum- his stomach literally bounces when he says hut. It's like and he's his, it's like he's trying to flex his abs, but it it's, it's just from him putting so much power behind hut. yelling hut. And like <laughs> you you know what like you, you swallow and somebody's at and like a, the guy's Adam Apple jumps up when he swallows that's what his stomach does when he stomach, says hut. Yeah. And I just think it it's he's gotta have the hardest stomach. There's no way that's pudgy. Oh, if no. that whole thing jumps that much, that's just... I know, like, fat people make the joke, myself included, like, oh, I only have one big ab. Like, no, he literally has... It's one giant One ab. massive ab. Yeah. Like, it, that's just a muscle. That's a whole other It level. might actually be a keg. It could be. It might actually <laughs> be a keg. It like. could be. <laughs> it's impressive. He's an impressive human being, um, and I respect him. And uh, if that guy is coaching on the Browns... I can do anything. There's no way they're bad, right? Yeah, I can do anything. There's no way they're bad. Um, so that's, that's great. That the whole that whole his rant about the soldiers that stormed Normandy not giving a shit about stretching was one of, one of the most. Uh, it was great. None of the, none it. of this fancy shit is yeah. what he called it. And then you like in the background, which is this guy. I don't know who it was, but he's not getting enough credit when he's in the middle of the rant and right when he says, "You think they gave a fuck about stretching?" And then you just hear one of the offensive linemen in the back go. No, but I bet somebody probably pulled a hammy. It's <laughs> the funniest thing because I pictured someone. This might be insensitive, but I'm gonna say it. 
I just picture someone like running off the boat, getting out of the water onto the sand in Normandy, Falling getting about over, like, like ah! six times ago. Like, oh, traitor! <laughs> I bought a hammy. And so he's like, like the sergeant's like, you should have stretched on the boat. And he's just like, I did. Put me on my back. Put me on my back. And so he's like, if you eaten today, he's like, I just had a banana. Like it's just, <laughs> I just, I really, that's immediately what I thought of. Um, so they needed they needed Gatorade in Normandy. Is uh, is what I like to think. Happened. It was invented too late. <laughs> Too late. Damn Florida Gators could have <laughs> gotten that hot summer beforehand. It would have been fine. Um, so there's a positive storyline. Well, I hope, yeah, the positive storyline and the most, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about football as I always am this time of year. You know, high school football has already started, which is cool. Um, you know, we've been watching preseason. Uh, I know there's a college game tonight. It's four. Four? Yeah. Okay, well, there's four games tonight. Um, but with the NFL – well, we got our draft tomorrow, which is great. Fancy draft. The, the fancy draft. That's always a fun time. It's always exciting. That's when it really starts to set in. Like, all right, here we go. Football's next week. And, but I'm so worried about what is going to happen with this helmet rule because every video that I've seen, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I hardly ever watch preseason. I might watch like, I never watch it. I might I watch, watch highlights. I'll watch a highlight or I may watch like a quarter or something like that when the starters I'll are watch in. the first half of the Falcons fourth one yeah and then just to see after that I, I don't I just I don't watch preseason nope unless the only time I pay attention is if someone gets hurt yeah and and that's pretty I, much and it and then I hate it and then yeah and then I keep cursing the cursing the idea of preseason yeah. thinking how stupid it is but every video that I've seen of the call the helmet rule or the con, you know, head contact, whatever the I can't remember what like the actual term is. You can't lower your head to tap. Right, but you can't whatever lead with your head. whatever the rule is called, it's not targeting, but whatever the NFL calls it. Yeah. Um, every video I've seen uh, when they call it has been. I don't think I've seen a single correct call. No, and that's the thing is, I think it is correct because literally it just says you cannot lower your head to tackle, like your well, head can't drop yeah. down, and so like even and but that is dumb like richard sherman tweeted about he goes you're asking us to do something that's impossible you can't you can't lower your shoulders and not your head right that they just you don't (laughs) you do a weird good radio lucas is literally trying to lower his shoulders and keep his head up you do a weird turtle thing i'm really glad we don't film these um oh that'll be soon simulcast (laughs) we're gonna have a camera up so you can see us never um but like it's it's just it's dumb because the form tackle like that you always hear about like when I played for my like two seasons when I was tiny and played, like you led with your shoulder, you kept your head to the side, mm-hmm. and you hit like shoulder into chest. You Goldberg spear him. That's yeah, what a form that's tackle a, that's is. A form, and you wrap up. That's yeah, a form that's tackle. what that's what a form tackle is. Just picture Goldberg spearing somebody. And that's I've what seen it is. three of those tackles get called. Get called. Yep. What they're they're actually doing what they were like taught to do the proper on the way. tackling dummies, and that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. So you're just supposed to like, I I don't understand. You're supposed to like Christ redeemer them. And right, then just kind of like stand up and then like wrap around them and try to fall with them. Right, like I don't know how you're supposed to hit someone. I don't either. And also, roughing the passer has gotten ridiculous. You can't tackle them because the one I saw where he tackled him and they said he drove him into the ground. Hit the the t- the linebacker's knees were on the ground when he made contact. Yeah how how is that driving your weight down onto the quarterback? We can blame Aaron Rodgers for that. I will blame Aaron Rodgers for that. Oh, absolutely. Because he's the one that was bitching about it. Yeah. And and you can't – I don't – he's like, oh, I'm defenseless. Are you? So is every player then? Because yeah. you had the ball in your hand, and you and you did, you did, weren't in midair. 
you weren't you just you got tackled by someone that got to you before anybody else did. Yeah. So like every wide receiver ever that's been on the ground is defenseless. Every running back is defenseless. Like I just don't I don't understand it. So the NFL I like to think they're just calling it at an egregious rate in the preseason and then they're just going to like really pull it back, like rein it in once the regular season starts. But I don't think Goodell is smart enough to do that. Well, I've I've heard that apparently they've either they already have or they're going to have, which I don't I don't know why why they would even put this out there because it's not like they're going to change anything. But apparently they're going to be like meeting to discuss this rule. But my thing but is, what they, what is that going to do if they're not going to change it? Then why? First of all, why would you even put that out to the public that they're going to be meeting about it when you know damn well that nothing's going to change? But my thing is, and if you do change it, why did you ever do this? Do it in the first place, yeah. Like also. The, you know when they came up with this rule, they all had to look at each other and say, hey, this is going to cause huge backlash and change the actual way the sport is played. They had to know that. The, the, all these people have to have some sort of an intelligence to be where they're at. And so why do some of them just seem surprised? Like, oh, like we don't understand why well, this why is Well, why is so everyone hate. so mad? Because yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to change the outcome of games. It's going to change... Because now, exactly, it's going to change the outcome of games because you are putting the outcomes of games. They've always talked about taking it out of the ref's hands. They are directly, putting it directly into the ref's hands. And I, can't, and I can't even get mad at refs for this. I can't. And I'm not, I'm not bashing refs, too. No, that, I know you're not. Another, it's and just, I know no one They is. are calling. Because the refs, there's no way they're they have to They're putting a tough like spot. It. They have to call that because yeah. it's a rule. They're putting a tough spot. And, and it's not really left up to interpretation because the rule is pretty clear. Right. It's a dumb rule. Yeah, it's just it's, and that I was about to, and I I know I don't see anybody actually no one's bashing the refs no. either because they're putting a tough a spot. lot of the, a lot of players it's, I've seen they've sat there and go I, I feel awful for the refs because they have to they, they have, have to, to do call it. this yeah and it's oh I'm just I I'm worried but I know once December comes around I'm still gonna be fully invested in football oh of course like in the NFL yeah. Yeah, like I'll hate it like football like I could hate the NFL. And I hate the NFL for this. I could hate it, and I will watch it every Sunday. Because I love the damn sport. I Yeah, and I, you know, I just, but no, seriously, I hope I hope the rule changes. I hope they do it differently. I think it would be dumb for them to, but then again, like, I feel like if they just, oh, that rule's gone. They, It'd why, be weird. It would be weird. Like, yeah. why did you do it? Yeah, so I, I, I don't, I think there's a way to make the sport safer coming as someone who didn't play after the age of six. I don't really know. I don't think you, I don't think you have to play. I didn't play. I can play. I didn't play, but I can, I know, I know there, I know there's a way to make it safer and what they're doing, how the players they, are tackling when they're getting called is how you do it safer. Yeah. And my thing is you, they, you cut out the head to head. Like I like the targeting. Rule. I like the targeting rule in college. Right. That's fine. The revised one. The first year it was tough, but like that's going to happen. Well, as soon as they, they, they had it to where you could review it, you can review it. Yeah. But even still, I still don't like the fact that when they review it, and if correct me if I'm wrong, they changed that. They did change it. Yes. Okay, because when you know where, how it used to be, you still got the penalty, but the guy didn't get ejected if it was over. When they literally said that it didn't happen and yeah. it wasn't a penalty, it's like, but yeah. it's still going to be a penalty. That doesn't happen. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, okay, um, good. I like that. I think you could implement that into the NFL because, but sure. they already they already did. I don't, there's you're not allowed to hit head to head in the NFL anymore. Yeah, but it's. I feel like it's not. Because you're, you're like it's not called that, and it's not exactly like the NCAA rule, but it's, like it's not. But, but yeah, they still, still it's, yeah, you can't. It's unnecessary roughness, is what and it's call more, it. and it's also it's more emphasis on the quarterbacks than it is on any other player. Yeah, 
So it's Which, like, not I, like I can kind of understand that. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I think you leave it like that. It's a cluster, man. It's bad. And then like when you know I've seen it a lot. Like a safety will come over to hit somebody on a crossing route, and they'll get low. Like the safety will will get low to hit the receiver who's standing up, and then in anticipation, the receiver will duck down. Yeah, they're both running at like twenty miles an hour. Yeah, they can't. Once somebody is committed to a spot, another person completely changes direction. You can't avoid what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, and they're you, like, you made a reasonable effort to avoid the contact or whatever. You can't, That's stupid. Because you want to know what? That referee's never run 20 miles an hour in his life. Yeah. He's, he has no idea what it's like to like make that split second decision. It's a fast sport. Football is a fast sport. And you can't, it's just unavoidable. Mm-hmm. For it to be football, it is unavoidable. I think players should be told, like, hey, if you play, this is going to happen. Um, concussion protocol should probably be, be way better because we saw Cam Newton come in last year, absolutely falling over, and they let him go back out. Mm-hmm. That should be that should be closely monitored even more than it has been in the past few years. Players should all be made aware of the dangers of it at every level, mm-hmm. and starting in high school, every high school program in America should have somebody come in and tell you what's going to happen, what the possible possible risks are. I don't think middle schoolers should be playing full contact football. I don't think so either. I think contact should start in high school. Should start in high school. But but they should they still need to be taught. Yeah. Before. Absolutely. You can't you can't not teach them when they grow up and then high school be like, "All right, now we're going to learn how to tackle." No, yeah. they can't. But like you learn how to tackle in practice, you do it on tackle dummies and then, you know, if, if they allow it, doing it on each other just drills. Yeah. But you still don't tackle during games and then in high school that's when it starts, which I'm okay with that. I like that. But the thing that is where that is like the the I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but teaching it is the most important part of all of this. Yeah. It's teaching the right way how to do it. Right way how to do it and and, and educating everyone on because yeah. like it seemed like for a while there because it was the truth. The NFL was trying to hide the whole CTE thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it shouldn't be hidden because people clearly that know about it. The whole league knows about it. Mm-hmm. They're still choosing to play. People are still choosing to watch. It's still the biggest sport in America. If you keep football, football, it will be. Right. But I think, I just think they're going about it in the wrong way with this rule because it's changing football. It's changing the product. It's making it, to me, it's making it less fun. It's making it more just aggravating. And I don't want it to be. And that's me being selfish probably because I'm a fan. I'm not a player. But like, that's just, that's my, that's my two cents on the helmet rule. It's upsetting. And I hope it changes. And I don't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think you have a hot take either. No, it's it's a, a very, very it's a very neutral, very common, very shared take. Yeah, um, it's probably been said on several other things. I know it has, but that's that's my way of wording it. Um, lightly here before we talk about the Bulldogs, we'll just touch on one of my least favorite human beings in all of sports, Urban Meyer. Snake um, is just a absolutely abysmal human being. Always has been. You look at his program at Florida after he left, you saw the things that he helped players get away with and the things that they did and the players that came out of those Florida programs were garbage. He faked a heart attack to get out of a contract. He comes up, goes to Ohio State, wins a national championship, comes out, what, last month? That was it Zach Smith, one of his assistant coaches. It's on media day. On media day. Um, somebody broke the story that Zach Smith had um, – domestically abused his wife several times several times badly um and then that the wife i can't remember the name of the wife christine christine went to urban meyer's wife told urban meyer's wife text her pictures and photos the police report urban meyer knew about it 
didn't do anything about it. So it comes out that this happens. Um, Urban Meyer gets put on paid leave. The Ohio State Board of Trustees or whatever does this internal investigation. Oh, sorry, Courtney. Courtney. Courtney, sorry. Um, Courtney Smith. So while all this is going on, it comes out that, do you see all the other stuff that the Zach Smith guy did? Yep. He took like nudes in the White House. Yep. Had he, sex with Ohio State staffers in the facilities. Yeah. Ohio State football facilities. Just in a, he is Which, also. I'm, I didn't, I honest, I'm not, I'm not even going to like, I'm totally projecting and assuming here. Uh, Cause I didn't read the details about the whole having sex with OSU staffers in the football facility, football facilities. But I can only assume that those were probably students. Probably. I mean, right. You, it would, I would imagine for it being that inflammatory of a thing to say, probably because like, I mean, what else would you be doing? Or like, who else would it be? Well, who, who are a majority of football staffers at universities? They're students or grad assistants. Exactly. So, um, that, so that adds, that adds a whole other level to yeah, it. So he, this guy in apparently, and then he had like sex toys, like shipped to the, like the office or to whatever his, to his office on campus. Yeah. So like, he's just not, he just wasn't a good person, which, so that one, that one's weird. Cause I'm like, cause it, and it never said that urban Meyer knew about that stuff yeah. specifically, but it was pretty clear that urban Meyer knew about it. And then he told he like, his thing was, he goes, I knew about it. And I told the people I needed to yeah, tell. Yeah. He, he went up the ladder. Yeah. Bullshit. You're the most like, any major college, especially football, like most powerful person in sports in Georgia right now, Kirby Smart. Most powerful person in Alabama, Nick Saban. Like mm-hmm. Nick Saban could run for governor today and yep. would win. Urban Meyer, the most powerful person in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Behind LeBron. LeBron's gone. It's Urban Meyer. <laughs> he's, he's been – he was, he was he uh, promoted. He was, he was in a shower. In a shadow, not a shower. Um, that was Penn State. Um, sorry. Um, so that happens and you're telling me you, you, oh, I had to tell my boss. No, you run the school urban, like fire the guy. And it's just, it. And so anyway, well, before I go on to my rant, we'll finish the story. What happened? Ohio state board of trustees, they suspended him for three games without pay. Um, soft, which it's so it's such bullshit. And then like they said, like urban Myers, like, Oh, I forgot that it happens. Like I couldn't I remember. Took, I took a pill that made me forget stuff. The guy can remember like three sec championships from over a decade ago, every single play of them. And you're going to tell me he forgets this. Um, and then when he came out with his apology, he didn't even mention Courtney, mm-hmm. Courtney. He didn't even mention Courtney. Not once. He didn't apologize to it her. It took him like two days to, yeah. and to then even it mention. was. And then it was such a backwards, like he was obligated. Like, it felt an obligated apology. And then he said hypocritical thing. He was like, my entire life, I've known that like, if, you know, never hit a woman. And if someone did, mm-hmm. they, they should immediately be removed from what they were at. And I was like, well, clearly you don't believe that because, because you, you, actively, you didn't do what you just said you yeah. were raised to do. Um, so it's just, it, it was a, it's just a, a bullshit. It was a bullshit. Why, why can't I think of the word? Response, I think it was a very soft um, punishment. Absolutely. Because it's not even really a punishment. He, he, he made fired. He made more money on his paid leave than he's losing from, from being, his three games that yeah. pay. Right. And from my understanding, he can still be at practices. He just so, can't be at the games. And we are just full of ice cold takes. Like everything that we've said this whole episode has been We are very, very much agreeing with the rest of the country. With the rest of the planet. Um, 
I've been saying this all week since this happened. Well, I, actually, not all week uh, since like this first came out, but mainly since he got his he, since he got his suspension. Slap on the wrist. Yeah, slap on the wrist. Um, I shouldn't even say suspension because that's not even what it freaking is. But uh, it, so the situation that happened to Penn State in in severity was way worse. Uh, with what was happening, the scale of it, yeah, right, was way worse, way, way worse. And not trying to minimize, you know, what what Zach Smith was doing to his wife, but I mean, it is it was. I mean, it, it, children were involved. It was way worse. Um, but what the, the what made it such a big deal too was they did exactly what is happening at Ohio State when it came to knowing about it and yeah. not doing anything. No. It was the same thing. It's because it's the same thing. So to me, that Penn State situation set the precedent when they got rid of all those people, no matter what they, what they, how, who they were, what, how in, instrumental they were to the program, they were gone. So this I'm thinking, okay, so they're gone. Yeah. Like, obviously you follow that precedent. They're done. Yeah. And then he gets a three game suspension. And then I think of it even more with all these players that get suspended for signing a damn autograph and getting suspended for six freaking games yeah. or whatever. No, it's for it's, signing an autograph. Yep. Like it's very much they, the people in power protect the people in power and, and in the NCAA coaches and staffs, man. coaches and staffs are going to be protected by the NCAA because they, especially pe- coaching staffs like that. They, he makes money and he's yeah. one of the most at schools like that. Yeah. And he's one of the most touted coaches of all time in college football. Um, this damages his legacy immensely Mm -hmm. and it's going to make it, I don't think he's going to last much longer at Ohio state because I I don't think this is ever going to be dropped. It's always going to be, it's going to, it's going to loom over that, over that, that university for hope to God it does because he did, he did a, he did the thing, especially in the past year or two, especially in America with the, the me too movement and all of that. It's a, it's a necessary thing and it should be happening. And the people that are being called out should be called out. And this happens in the sports world, which it's predominantly affects men like that are fans and that pay the most attention to it. And Ohio state just slapping urban Meyer on the wrist to me just is giving it. It's yeah. You're feeding into this system that is bad. Like it's, it's, it shouldn't have happened. Like urban Meyer should have, Fire this Zach could have been Smith. so easy because it, it shouldn't be an issue. It could have and been that's so why easy. The fact that it shouldn't be an issue is why it's such an issue. Right. Urban Meyer could have found out, fired him on the spot, called his ass out for it, and and helped Courtney. Called it a day because you know call how e- do you know how easy it would have been for him to help Courtney and fire Zach Smith and find mm-hmm. another assistant. It wouldn't have been hard. Yep. But no, a male wants to protect another male to protect and him. and on top of the fact that he he was like good friends with his dad. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Yeah. Like it's just it's just it's it was men protecting men and this perpetuates that and that it's okay and that even if you do get caught doing it, there's not gonna be a serious repercussion. This A, this is bad for Courtney Smith. On top of everything she's gone through, everything she's been saying the past month just got invalidated. Mm-hmm. Um which it's terrible because like she needed help. She didn't get it. She finally got into a position where she could tell her story. And then Ohio State says, sucks. You still, still don't really matter. Mm-hmm. I get that you're a massive sports program. 
but that's what you are. You're sports. That shouldn't be greater than like the life of a mm-hmm. person. And that in and, and the board of trustees of Ohio State doing this, they're saying we think Urban Meyer making money for our school is more important than your safety. Right. We can't. We that can't have ha- Urban Meyer. We, yeah. We can't lose him. We don't want him to look bad. Yeah. That's so incredibly shitty. And I would hope that. I hope that the, if it comes up again that another coach did this or something, that it's handled the right way. Um, I hope that other well, coach— Well, shit, I thought it already— I thought it was going to be. I thought that precedent was already set, but apparently it wasn't. Um, I hope now that coaches, if they know of anything like this on there, they go ahead and they get in front of it and people start doing things the I'm right sure, way. I am sure that all these NCAA hope, coaches has would, all, have already hope. brought all of their assistants, all of you their hope. together, and they're like, if anybody's got any shit— Y'all better, y'all better tell me now. Let's, basically, let's, let's, like, we're gonna handle it. Yeah, um, but what? Can't, what uh, the other thing that's upsetting is like, again, that shouldn't need to be said. Well, yeah, and and I know, like, it just I don't know. That's what this. Well, it's kind of that's why this whole thing has been frustrating. It's kind of like what we talked about with um, the uh, social media, the thing. social media thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same deal. It's just in real life and not just something that you tweet. Yeah, you know. So, um, so that's that's where we're at on the one of the most deplorable people in college sports right now. Um, and then we'll just go, we'll touch on it lightly here to wrap things up. We are a week away from UGA football. Yes, sir. It's coming around. We had a, we had a disappointing end to the season, uh, last year. We're not going to, we won the Rose bowl. Um, that's all we're going to talk about. We won the Rose bowl. Um, our offense, pretty much everyone's coming back besides Chubb, Sonny and Javon. Um, but we got Demetrius Robertson who got cleared to play as transfer. So we're going to have him. We're going to have, um, Riley, no Ridley, what, what? Riley Ridley. Yep. Um, we're going to Godwin back. Uh, we're Nada and Luke Ford as tight ends. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, Elijah Holyfield, mm-hmm. uh, Dalvin Cook's younger brother, James Cook, I believe. Um, I think that's his name. And then uh, Brian Harry and running back. We got Fromm at quarterback. Our offensive line is going to be ridiculous. We have Gilliard, the center, is phenomenal. We got Ben Cleveland and Isaiah Wilson coming in on the line. The left side of our offensive line is just going to be a wall. It's it's going to be a wall that no one can get through and that we have the key to go through when we need to. Um, our offense with Fromm, the field when we, when we use him as QB, we should score 45 points a game. I don't know so much about our defense. Defense scares me. They have young. A pretty, young. We lost a lot of people on it, but I'm excited. Saturdays are back. In two weeks, Sundays will be back. It means weekends are back. Football is back. It's all great. You going to any games this year that you know of? Not that I know of, but I mean, I'm definitely going to go to a few. Cause I, I, didn't say, to, gonna, I didn't get to go uh, any last season. I'm de- I want to definitely want to try, try to go to a Georgia game. I am going to the Notre Dame Stanford game. Pretty stoked about that. Yeah, end of September. Because as a lot, I don't know how many you people who listen. I don't know how many people listen to this, but we do go to a Notre Dame game every year, just uh, out of with for some fun. Funsies. Yeah, we like we we just like going up there. It's beautiful campus. It's fun. It's a it's a great great stadium to go to. It's definitely a bucket list thing if you are a college football fan and haven't been. Highly recommend it. But yeah, I hope hope we get to get to at least one Georgia game this year. Yeah, went to the Missouri game last year, and uh, I I want to go. Fun. I want to go to the the Tennessee and the Tech game. 
Tennessee um, would be a good one. So those are the two I really want to go to. Yeah. But go dogs. Go dogs. Man, I hope. God. I yeah, I'm excited, man. It's, it's exciting. It's it's because it, coming into last year, I didn't have any ex. Like I had expectations, but I like I was like maybe we'll win ten games. Mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted to win ten, and then we ended up winning the Rose Bowl, and then nothing happened after that. We just rode off into the sunset and was all happy, joy, joy. Um, we coming into this year, I'm like, all right, so national championship. Like it's yeah, that's <laughs> like I'm just so like round two, right? I'm like this is gonna happen. Let's go. Like and it's so it's it's a weird, it's a weird feeling having a a sports team that was good the year before and should be good again should yeah it, it should in and on paper or it, at least in theory should be right back yeah. where they were last so year so this I mean, this can so only we'll this sets see. up from one of two things complete and utter devastating heartbreak or we glory. went so absolute glory uh i'm excited we'll uh we'll be here throughout it all talking once football gets into season well, there will be rants there will be there will be fun. There will be excitement. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of weekend podcasts. I'm sure, you know, we've been doing we've been doing podcasts middle of the week. Um, I'm, once football starts, I think they'll probably start moving to Saturdays and Sundays, probably um, before or after games. Yeah, or maybe we'll just start doing two. We don't know. Yeah, my or school schedule is pretty wide open considering I'm just doing online. So, and who knows? Maybe we'll start doing live ones. If we could figure as, that out as that would we be watch cool. games, yeah. that'd be that'd be cool. I would that'd love to do something like that. I would that. like to do that. I would like to do that for Falcons games. Yeah, I couldn't keep my cool and do this for a Georgia game. And I hate, I hate that you're gonna miss the Tiger and Phil match oh. because when this got when this got <sighs> announced when the when that this was happening in my head, I'm thinking, okay, we have to do like a a, a live podcast or live stream of us yep. while this is happening yep. because. You know, we have so we've heard from several people that sitting with us while the, while we watch golf or a sporting event is a lot of fun. So good, we we're going to do that. We could have gotten Reed and Ryan. Could have been great. It. Yeah, it would have been so much fun. And uh, and but it's on Black Friday, yeah. which I work in the world of retail, uh, which means that there is absolutely zero chance I get to do it. Um, so just but it's happening. It's I think they said nine million dollars is up. So I don't. We don't know because he originally said ten, and then they went on their weird tweeting war. I don't know if you saw awkward. that. Yeah, it was very awkward. Um, and like Tiger's, like this is going to be the easiest nine mil I've ever made. Yep. So I think they're each putting a million into it, but they haven't really come out with details on it, which is cool. It makes it a little bit more exciting. It's going to be pay per view. They haven't said anything else about it. That's all we know. It's pay per view. It'll come out. It's slow. on Black Friday. Yeah. Um, I did see. It was funny. I think it was Wednesday uh, during a presser with Tiger Woods. I I think it was after a practice round Mm -hmm. for the Northern trust. I think that's the one that's going on right now. Um, somebody asked him about it and he was like, are y'all going to have like a press conference, like UFC or boxing style and all that stuff. And, you know, trash talk and all that stuff. That'd be terrible. It'd be so great. Uh, you know, the guy asks, you know, is it going to be, how's your trash talk game? You know, we haven't really heard any. He goes, uh, I think I'm like a minus one eighty or something like that. Yeah. I don't think I need to say anything else. And that was pretty much it. And they went to the next question. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's cool. That would be, that would be something else if though, if they did some kind of press conference like they do in the UFC where all it is, is just to get them two together to talk shit to each other. But But it would be, it it would be all dad jokes. It would be the most cringy press conference of all time. Because Phil is so just lame, lame. 
Lame dad. Lame dad, and I don't hate him as much as I used to. I used to I used to hate Phil, and now like when I see Phil, I'm just like, what are you doing? Like he's just this big goofy dad nerd guy. And that commercial that he did is the is the epitome of that made me mad. Phil, Mickelson. I will say I don't hate Phil Mickelson. The second I saw that, I was mad for three days. <laughs> I was so upset. Um, but and then Tiger, Tiger to me when he's on his own. He's either completely ruthless Tiger or he like doesn't know how to talk in public Tiger. So I don't know how he would be in that scenario. Um, but that's that's all we got for today, I believe. Go uh, out. Go out and enjoy the weekend. It's gorgeous out there. Go do something. Go play golf. Go out. Go to the lake. Go hike. Go do something. Just go outside. It's go nice. outside. Enjoy it. Don't stay on Twitter. Go enjoy life. And have or it. if you're going to stay on Twitter, watch all the football that is on tonight. Yep. Um, but anyway, I guess that's fine too. Yeah. But you know what? What's at night? Whatever you're doing, enjoy it. Enjoy life. See you next week. Bye.